This podcast is the overflow of a three and a half minute song called Jesus Happened. You can expect raw and real conversation, stories, and testimonies of my personal Jesus Happened moment, along with many others. So here we go with another episode of the Jesus Happened podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Jesus Happened podcast. I'm so excited to be here today. I just got back from radio tour last night, really late, and I'm literally sitting in my car right now, finishing up this introduction (laughs) so I can get this episode out today. You guys would laugh. Um, So if you hear some birds in the background, they are chirping outside above me. It's actually really nice. There they are. Did you hear them? Um, I I felt like I should read this scripture today before we even get started with today's interview. Um, It's Psalms 100 verse 5. And I'm going to read it in four different versions, y'all. That's right. I know. I'm a Christian. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but seriously. So Psalms 100 verse 5. In the NIV, it says, For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. In the Passion Translation, it says, For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness toward all. Woo! He is famous for his faithfulness toward all. And that's going to be the title of today's episode, Famous for His Faithfulness. Can I get an amen? Amen. Uh, Everyone knows our God can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation. Woo. I could just lay flat in the grass all day repeating that back to myself. Everyone knows our God can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation. Um, And the last version is uh, the English standard. It says, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Amen. Well, y'all today, my special guest, his name is Micah Tyler. He is another CCM recording artist. Um, He lives in Buna, Texas. We're actually signed to the same label called Fair Trade Records, Fair Trade Services here in Nashville. And I loved this conversation with Micah. When we had this, I was still back in New Orleans um, supporting my roofer hubby uh, for a conference. So you're going to hear it in live time, which was about a week ago, I guess. Uh, and yeah, I just hope you guys really enjoy it. I loved our conversation. This verse came to mind because Micah's main theme throughout his conversation with me was God's faithfulness because God is famous for his faithfulness. Y'all he's so faithful. He's so kind. And no matter what you've been through, um, God knows and he cares and he loves you. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy Micah Tyler's Jesus happened story. Micah? Yo. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Oh my gosh, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm so good. I'm sitting in a hotel room in New Orleans. (laughs) 
Oh, come on. Are you doing some visits? Today? Yeah. No, this week's actually not radio tour. I'm a... Uh, oh. I'm I'm accompanying my hubby to a roofing conference. Oh. Which is nice. hilarious. I know he's he's in construction and so he had to come down here and I had a week off and so I was like, well, if we're going to see each other then I'm joining. Hey, so are you go are you going to be participating in any uh roofing consultations <laughs> or anything like that or are you just more a spectator? Um Kind of both. It's hilarious. Yesterday I went to the conference and it's like in a big convention center, you know, like yeah. most conferences are. And I'm walking around and, you know, his dad owns the company. And so my father-in-law is, you know, the boss of the entire of their company. Uh, and it's all these booths set up with roofers everywhere. And of course, I'm like walking around getting free merch. <laughs> oh, for sure. So I would say that I'm participating in... Um, just taking advantage of free merch, probably. Oh, hey, you got to get that swag whenever you get a chance. Where else are you going to be able to go? Uh, you know, in your line of work, you're not going to walk out with a pocket full of roofing tacks and no, different no. shingle samples right. and like all the, the great stuff that you're going to get. It's amazing. I, I know. It. And it's so funny. Yesterday, as I was walking around, I <laughs> we came across this one guy who has um, a pretty big deal company. Of course, like I love that I know nothing about it because I don't think anyone's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. And so I'm walking around and he's like, oh, hi. And then he told me he like went to college with Torin Wells and I'm like, oh, cool. And, and I'm like, so what's this setup? And he had like a, he had like these stools and SM7B microphones set up for like a writer's round. And I'm like, oh. what is this? And he's like, yeah, we do like interviews all throughout the day. And and then of course, James, my husband is like, oh, well, Baylor brought her guitar if you wanted to come play a few songs. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thanks, baby. Thank you so much on my week off. This is Good awesome. Luck. Um, okay. So as you know, um, I just started this podcast, um, and it's been so fun. You were already on episode eight, which is like really weird. Uh, it feels like I started it yesterday, but it's already been almost eight weeks, which is Amazing. crazy. Um, and you know, I, I ask everybody the same question, um, which is what's your Jesus happened story. Um, but if you want to start like how you grew up, like how how you came to know Christ and yeah. what you knew about him. Uh, and then, you know, if you have a specific moment, obviously talk about that. Sure. And then, yeah, just go for it, Micah. You preach. I'm okay. ready to hear it. Come on. <laughs> so was born and raised in uh, Buna, Texas, a little tiny town over in southeast Texas. And uh, yes. I lived here my entire life. I've, li I've literally never lived outside of 77612. And so I'm, I'm, I'm 37 <laughs> years deep. We built a house so the roots are way deep. I'm not, not planning on getting out anytime soon. Um, I was raised, uh, actually I'm sitting in our new house right now. My parents live, uh, 500 feet to my left. Um, and so like that's the house I was born <laughs> and raised amazing. in, uh, dad's Catholic mom's Baptist. So I was a Catholic until I was about 10. <laughs> I was going, I was going to catechism training on Wednesday nights and then going to Sunday school on Sundays. So like, you know, there was wow. a lot of things I was trying to fill in some gaps going like, okay, I don't totally understand. But at the end yeah. of the day, the one thing that that was very, very clear in my house always was that my parents loved Jesus. And so for wow. me, I got to see my dad walk in a faith um, that, that was different than what my mom's was. But at the same time, they loved each other and they loved the Lord. So I got to see, mm. love the Lord your God with all your 
you know, soul, mind, strength, body, the whole thing. And then also love your neighbor, which for my parents were each other. And they got to end wow. certain times where they, you know, there are differences that they have in their, in their walks with Christ. But at the same time, at the end of the day, they know that they're walking with Christ to try to, to get closer to him and to try to do that together. So saw that from a very young age, but when I was 10 years old, went to vacation Bible school, shout out to vacation Bible schools. Yes. Um, VBS, VBS for the man. win. Went there, ate the cookie, <laughs> got the punch, the whole thing. Um, at Central <laughs> Baptist church, uh, the pastors started talking about what, why Jesus came to live on this earth and what sin has done, which is separate us from God. And that there's no way to get through that. And he drew the picture of like two cliffs and one side is us and one side is God. And the only way to get to the mm. other side is through the cross. And he lays a little, tra- it, was, it was a transparency failure. This was before like PowerPoint presentations. Wow. So like he was using <laughs> like a projector and he laid like this transparency of a cross across the thing. And he started talking about how like, you know, because of Jesus's sacrifice for us that he is able to, to pass on to us this forgiveness and this righteousness. And we were able then to be able to make our way over mm. to who God is. And that's where heaven comes, that's where heaven comes into play and all these different things. And I went home that night and I asked my mom all these questions about it. And then the next day, um, walked the little red carpeted mm. aisle of central Baptist church, uh, filled out a card <laughs> with a sweet saint of a lady named BJ Albritton, um, and, and prayed a <laughs> prayer to ask Jesus to be the Lord of my life. And so, wow, you know, it wasn't one of those things like I was knocking over liquor stores or anything when I was 10. So it wasn't like I had some sort of a crazy past that God had to deliver me from, but at the same, same time at 10 years old, I was a sinner who needed the grace of Jesus. And so I would say the first time that Jesus happened in a way the way it like changed the course of my life was 10 years old at vacation Bible school. Um, what ended wow. up, you know, at that point, my dad just kind of said, Hey, we need to, I want, I want my son. I've got a brother as well. So I want my kids wherever the Lord ends up directing them. As far as their faith goes, I want them to have both feet into that, you know, into that church. So we started going primarily to central Baptist church with my mom. My dad would still go to St. Francis of Assisi down the road. Um, mm-hmm. so started going to central, um, uh, wow. to, to know more about who the Lord is again, that just kind of goes back to also, my dad being one of the best men that I know, because it would be way easier for him to say, okay, well, I've got to have him with me and this whole thing and turn into like this power struggle or whatever. But at the same time, right. my dad's like, Hey, if Jesus is happening in my son's life in this church, then I want him to know Jesus. And so I want him to walk Amen. alongside of that. So shout out to good dads out there too. Um, yes. So uh, started going to central, uh, went there for, you know, six, six years or so. Didn't really get involved in a youth group ever. Um, just kind of went on Sunday mornings and stuff. And then when I was a sophomore in mm-hmm. high school, um, started walking through uh, a depression. Like I started walking yeah. through a time of, I always tell people I had, I had one enemy in high school and, uh, and he lived in the mirror and I saw him every morning, uh, every afternoon. Mm. I used to, I, I, Baylor, I'm not lying. I've never hated anyone in my entire life as much as I hated myself when I was 16 years old. Like, wow. I just had this deep hate for what I looked like, how I sounded, um, the way, mm. I mean, everything, everything about me, I just hated. And so I, in fact, I would come wow. away from school and I would make a list. I'm not lying. I would make a list every day of all the reasons why I hated myself that day. Like it was one of those things where wow. it was really, really just, and it was just the enemy trying to take apart yeah. the, the, the promises of God, the prom that we are wonderfully and uniquely made. And I always thought yes. for a long time that being uniquely made was a punishment because I just wanted to be like everybody else. Um, yep. But there was this calling on my life. And so 
We had a youth pastor named Kyle who came to our church um, and immediately started pestering me, would not leave me alone, wanted me to come to the youth (laughs) group, went to a Wednesday night service, and Kyle started talking about the cross. And it was another one of those Mm. things that reminded me back to when I was 10 years old at Vacation Bible School about how the cross is the way for us to have a connection with God. In my life, I, I was holding on to all of this resentment towards myself. And I, and, I, and he was talking yeah. about how like, hey, the cross offers forgiveness. And so I realized that I needed to forgive myself. Um, and so I ended up really kind of like getting super involved in the youth group. And then just a few months after that, I was at a, at a camp. I, brought, I invited my other cousin, Brian, to come to this camp and ended up leading Brian to Jesus there at New- in Newton, wow. Texas, at East Te- Texas Baptist Encampment. And it was right there that I knew I told the Lord, I said, God, if you'll let me do this, um, I'll do it every day of my life if you want me to do this. <laughs> and and it was then that I felt this call to go into ministry. So I came back, wow. talked to Kyle. Um, I ended up kind of becoming his little assistant youth pastor, like just kind of helping out with like if a kid got saved, it was my job to go read on the Roman road and go through the whole thing. Um, started dating a girl yes. named Casey my senior year of high school. Uh, and, and like I said, we've been married for 17 years now, but uh, Casey's grandpa was the chairman of the deacons at a little bad church here in, in Buna. And they were looking for a youth director. So six months out of high school, became the youth director at a wow. church. Uh, which is, here's the deal. There's a lot of problems with an 18 year old becoming a youth pastor. Not, not just the fact <laughs> that I couldn't drive the church van for another six years, but, right. but, but the fact that like, you know, there's just, a, but at the same time, man, I, I wanted to love Jesus well. And so I just, I just got alongside of a bunch wow. of kids and just started just trying to find God and, and show them Jesus in all the ways that he had been so, so kind to me. And so, yeah, did, did youth ministry for nine mm-hmm. years when I was 20, uh, bought a guitar cause I wanted one of the kids in the youth group to learn how to play it. And so I, I bought it. None of the kids wanted to play it. So I was like, well, I guess I should learn how to like play this guitar so I could lead a couple songs before I preached on Wednesday, having no idea. <laughs> so did you no. grow up like no, no, playing we, There's no all? music in my family except for the radio. And the radio is on all the time. Everybody loves music in my family, but there is <laughs> no, no, nobody, sings, nobody sings, nobody plays. It's just like, we all, but we all just like, wow. you know, if my mom was cooking there or vacuuming, there was music playing. And my dad was working on his truck outside. There was music playing, but like, right. There wasn't a whole, like, there was no like training. I did like seventh and eighth, sixth and seventh grade band. And so I played baritone, which didn't really translate right. to CCM music. So it really doesn't have much <laughs> of a background. Um, but yeah, so at 20, it turned into like buddies calling me to lead worship for their groups. And I started leading camps and that kind of thing while I was being a youth pastor. And then at 27, another one of those Jesus happened things, God, God really started the, the calling of, uh, here's the best example I can give you. Um, we'll never stand before the Lord and say, in him say, well, that good and successful servant. Um, it's, it's faithful, right? Like, or Ooh. successful CCM artist or successful teacher, or successful construction business owner. It's like, it's faithful. Whatever. Servant. And so yeah. the Lord convicted my heart that I, I, I'm supposed Ooh, to be faithful amen. to the things that he is calling me to do. And in that moment, it felt like the shift in my heart went from, mm. you know, being a youth pastor to, to doing music. And so to do that, um, we ended up stepping away from the church. We gave them a six month notice so they could find another youth pastor. And I just kind of like tied up loose ends at the church. And we also started kind of trying to save money and sell things. Mm. We ended up selling over half of what we owned. We bought a single wide mobile home trailer, put it on some borrowed land. Uh, and I started uh, driving a sausage delivery mm-hmm. truck and teaching at an elementary school, substitute teaching, uh, to try to make ends meet, <laughs> mowing grass, whatever I could do. And uh, and like I wow. said, just trusting the Lord in that. And then 10 years later, I'm talking to you on a podcast. And that's kind of, you know, and Jesus happened like a ton of times <laughs> in between all those times. But that's kind of the big, 
that's probably a way, way right. longer answer than you, but like, that's kind of the full last 20 something years for me. That is not way longer. That's the perfect amount. And I just want to stop and pause for a second okay. and talk about Let's the sausage it. delivery truck. Was it just, kind of, were you just kind of like <laughs> accepting anything you could so, okay. find so, so you could make so ends meet? When I first started doing youth ministry, it was part-time. So I was originally, I was working at a drug, I was working at a drugstore. So oh, I, was, okay. I was working at a pharmacy here in town and mm. then I was doing the youth pastor thing and I was going to school. Well, I dropped out of college after my freshman year, um, ended up taking off the summer from the drugstore so I could like start working, uh, going to camps and all that kind of stuff. I knew I couldn't keep a job or anything because I was uh, having to be a youth pastor. And so when the when the next year comes along, mm. um, I was trying to find something to do with my wife's uncle owns Beasley Sausage. Shout out to Beasley Sausage in Buna, Texas. Um, so he owns a sausage company. Whoa, and, that's cool. He just kind of told me, he said, Hey man, if you ever want to like pick up a, a few shifts to like help make, make ends meet and stuff, you know, you can totally come over here. He knew that we were trying to get married and stuff. So I did it for like, you know, like filled in mm -hmm. off and on for like a year or so. Um, and then, and then whenever I stepped yeah. up to do this full time, I just kind of called him and said, Hey Richard, if, if you've got anything available, I'd love. So I ended up having like a route on like thursdays and like maybe sometimes i'd fill in on like mondays and tuesdays wake up at 2 30 in the morning um drive over <laughs> to this like warehouse load up 300 boxes cases of different sausages and boudins what? all this kind of stuff which by the way if you're in new orleans you need to go find some boudin <laughs> are you are you familiar i will i've had it once before i think um, maybe twice but i haven't right had now. it in like, new just orleans. go find somebody and say where's the boudin and they'll point <laughs> you in any direction it's all going to be good but uh, so, yeah, so I was getting out. I was I was driving a truck, um, like a refrigerator truck at like three thirty or four thirty in the morning until like, wow. you know, sometimes four or five in the evening. Like I drive it for like 12, 13 hours sometimes and go and deliver sausage to yeah. different grocery stores and Walmarts and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, that was that was my job. And then I would substitute teach and like wow. grass and, and then play a little music. Like, I, was, yeah. I was playing very little music the first year. Yeah. Um, but I was also just trying to, you know, be a, be a provider, be a, a good husband, good dad, whatever I could to try to, you know, answer this calling mm -hmm. and be faithful to, to whatever God wanted me to do when the times came up to do it. Wow. I feel like that's so encouraging to like, you know, whoever's listening probably is, you know, I don't know who will hear this episode, but I have a feeling that it might be, you know, a young worship leader or yeah. a, a young, you know, musician of some sort. And, and it's just so encouraging, I think, for people to know that like, that you and I both didn't just get signed yeah, in 24 sure. hours overnight. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and not, and not even that the record deal is the point, but you know, but it is awesome and it's so helpful and I'm grateful for it. And I know you are too, but it's just so cool that in those seasons of you driving sausage delivery trucks and you, you know, at 18 leading, yeah, you know, sure. you know, 17 year olds <laughs> or whatever. It's just so cool that like God in the midst of it all was refining your character. The question that you're going to get asked a ton and that a lot of, I get it all the time from young musicians is how do I get to do what you're doing? Um, and, and I, and here's the deal. That's not a bad wow. question as long as you're okay with the correct answer. Cause the thing is, cause people will see me walk off stage with playing right. up for mercy me in front of 10,000 people, or they'll have a song that they heard on Caleb or they heard on a different radio station. They'll come and ask me like, Hey, how do I get a song on that radio station? Or how do I get up there and get to play in front of that many people? And the thing yeah. is, I don't have time to sit there every time and tell them like, well, Hey, you better learn how to deliver sausage and, and go, go teach or whatever. But but what I tell them is like, hey, look, 
the only day that you can be faithful to is today. And so, and so you, you cannot, you cannot be faithful Amen. to your past. Like that, that here's the deal. The past is exactly what it is. It's there. It happened already. That's what it is. So like, I can't just say I married my yep. wife 17 years ago. So today I'm faithful to her. No, I have to choose today to be faithful to her. And I can't be <laughs> faithful to tomorrow. I can't say, God, if yeah. you'll just let me headline my own tour and I get to play in front of 10,000 people that are there for me the whole time, then I'll be faithful. You can't do that either. You have to be. So, so shout mm. out. If you're, if you're a young musician who is playing for 10 kids in your youth group, God has given you a blessing to be faithful to today. <laughs> If you are having to work four or five jobs so that you can possibly play a coffee shop on the weekends, then you be faithful to what he has put in front of you because today is the only day that we can be faithful to. And so be faithful to the things that are in front of you. So for you, you get to be faithful by putting out a podcast and spending time with your husband and investing in him and what his work today because when you start traveling and stuff you're going to need to rely on the opportunities that you guys have had to be able to spend time and to form those bonds and to form that trust and to be able to spend that time together Mm -hmm. and listen i get so many dejected looks of like because they're like no but like how do i get my spotify (laughs) numbers up i'm like be faithful to the lord today like the lord's a gentleman and he will open the doors for you. Like, don't you don't <laughs> have so to beat on things and like make a way and like knock a hole in a wall. Like, a la- knock so on good. a door. And if the Lord wants to open it for you, he is a gentleman and he will open that door for you. And if he closes it, it is for your protection. Yep. Like, you don't, don't, don't be thrust onto a stage Amen. in front of 5,000 people if you have not played 200 times in front of people who don't want to listen to you before you get there because you're going to die up there. Like I'm just, like I said, be faithful to the things that are in front of you today. If you're listening and you're trying to figure out like, how do I get to go do music full-time, whatever. Hey, if that's not today, then be faithful to whatever you're doing today and allow the Lord to just uh, send you on ways that you can run after him. Yeah. And I love what you said. Like, I mean, I can relate to everything you're saying and I'm receiving it and I love it. And it's so good to be reminded because I've, I've already had that question a few times and my (laughs) answer is probably not as nice as yours, Mike. (laughs) because I, I'm just like, you know what? (laughs) Um, honestly, like you just need to trust the Lord because at the end of the day, if, if your call is to those 10 kids in youth camp and mine is to whatever, 10,000, like God knows what each of us can handle, um, at, at each moment in our lives, because you better believe that if he, if God would have allowed me to be where I am, even, even two years ago, I would have died actually died and my faith might have been in jeopardy like truly um whereas now like you know and i'm not saying it's it's happening for me now i mean yes there's awesome things happening but like i'm just what i'm trying to say is is like god's timing is perfect i love what you're saying about being faithful to today because you might not wake up tomorrow so so worrying worrying about you know how do i get on the stage and be the next phil wickham like as awesome as that is that's not the point. The point is Jesus, first of all. And, and second of all, like God's call for everyone looks different. However, we both have the call to preach the gospel through our songs, which by the way, brings me to this quote that I wrote down that I wanted to read at some point that you, you were interviewed on a new release today with Kevin David. And I wanted to read you this because I feel like this ties up this conversation perfectly um, at this point, you said, uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Here's the quote. You go. I have two rules yeah. in writing songs in Christian music. 
Rule one, it must line yeah. up with God's word. Amen. Uh, I, I want you say, I want scripture to line up with what I write. I'd rather stand on his promises than my own. Rule two, I want to write from honest places. I want to point back and say, here's where God made this true to me. Or here's where I was struggling and learning how to trust God, end quote. And I think that's so cool for this right now in this conversation, because, you know, if so-and-so is listening, like, well, I want to be where you guys are. Well, like Micah said in this quote, and like we're saying in this whole talk, like if you don't walk yeah. through like fires in your life and like build patience and build patient endurance. And I mean, Jesus said in this life, you have yeah. many trials. Take heart. I've overcome the world. Like in those moments of like waiting and waiting and waiting longer, it feels like it just yeah. takes forever for whatever you're waiting for, uh, whether it's a husband or a dream or a you know, that next paycheck, it's like, those are the moments where you're building up those honest places. Like you say, Micah, here's the other hard side, hard on a very earthly level, but not it's, it's, it's good on a heavenly level. Here's right. the deal. If, if I did not have a record deal today and had songs on the radio and I'm getting to do a podcast with you and all the great things, God is still so faithful. And, right. and I know that because at 10 years <laughs> old, he saved me at vacation Bible school and he was faithful that day when I was 16 years old and I was going through a depression and God had to send a youth pastor to speak truth into my life. He was so faithful. And when he called, when, I, when I'm kneeling at the altar with my cousin, Brian, leading him to Jesus and, and God ch like completely changes the course of my life to become a youth pastor. He was faithful at 18 years old, trying to figure out how to be a youth pastor, not knowing what to do and just trying to love Jesus alongside of a bunch of kids. He was faithful then. He was faithful at 20 buying a guitar. He was faithful at 25 leaving youth camp. He was faithful at 27 wow. driving a sausage delivery truck and just hoping and praying that someone would allow me to come to their church and play a song. <laughs> and he's just as faithful today. And so here's the deal. If all this gets taken away and I got to go back to driving a wow. sausage delivery truck and just trying to make ends meet for my family, he was faithful then. And so if it, if it never turns into a record deal, Amen. if it never turns into 10,000 people, if all you ever get to do is just play for your church on every fifth Sunday of the month for the sun, fifth Sunday singings that you guys do or whatever, God is faithful <laughs> in that. And you should rejoice and be glad that you get the praise alongside of him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Amen. <laughs> Micah, I was going to run and scream and raise my well, listen, hands you, like you, a Pentecostal Just make sure church. you got to watch out for some roof tax where you are right now. You don't want to run through anywhere. There's some shingle samples that you could trip over. I know. I know. Okay. I have yeah. one more thing I have to bring up and then we'll wrap this up oh, because yeah. this has been amazing, by the way. Thank you for your time and just your heart. And by the way, I was like earlier, I was walking to get myself um, brunch and coffee yeah. in this in this city, which, by the way, I have no clue where I'm going, but I just walk around and I'm like, yay. <laughs> and I walked, I was walking um, and I pulled up your YouTube and I came across something that I'd never seen, which I feel like I was living under a rock. Can't believe I've never seen this, but I feel like it's going to be, uh, if it isn't already, it should be your now next I'm afraid big hit. More than Do you know which what, song what I'm thinking What did you find? <laughs> I found a song on YouTube. Um, uh -huh. It's very serious. It's a very deep-hearted song oh, called um, "You Gotta Love Millennials." Listen. Here, okay. Here's... 
<laughs> and seriously, yeah. as I was walking with my with my headphones in and listening to this song and reading your lyrics on the YouTube video, I lost it. I was laughing yeah. so hard. People, so, you know, strangers around me are like, what is this girl's problem? She's walking and laughing to herself. And I just need well, to know. the mirror was the inspiration. <laughs> First of all, I'm what was the inspiration? Here, here's the problem. Okay. It's not a problem. But here's, the, <laughs> here's the short answer. Yes. Back in 2016, we were about yes. to go to Christian Radio with Never Been a Moment as the first single. I just finished up my EP, had had Never Been a Moment, had different, <laughs> had even then all written, write, written, produced the whole thing. The week before, I went to a conference and they wanted me, it was a conference they wanted me to help out at and do these like funny videos to talk about different topics in the church that like are kind of like hot button <laughs> issues or elephants in the room. And they said, Hey, will you just sing songs about like all of the different elephants in the room? And then we're going to come behind it and talk about how like millennials are more than wearing a man bun and like, you know, selling, you know, yoga pants or whatever. Yeah. All the things. So oh, good. Like, yeah, totally. Skinny jeans. So, like, it was easy. I wrote that on an yes. airplane on my way to record it. Okay. Like an hour long flight, wrote it real <laughs> fast on a, on a, a piece of paper of and course. then ran in there, recorded it to this Beatles track, whatever. Did it yeah. for the conference. Went great. Went really, really well. And they said, Hey, do you mind if we put it up on Facebook? I'm like, I don't care. So a week later, I am about to go to, uh, you're going to do momentum this year. Yeah. Have you done momentum? Okay. So I'm going to, I was going to go do a momentum yes, thing where it's basically yes. like all the radio stations come to it and you get to play a, a couple songs in front of them and introduce yourself. So I've been introduced to Christian radio and the day before they upload this video on Facebook and it, it just goes nuts. And so by the time <laughs> I walked into the conference, 24 hours or no, 12 yeah. hours later, it had 2 million views on Facebook. And I'm going, I don't understand what's happening. All of a sudden, to this day, the last number someone told me is that I think between Facebook and YouTube, because a ton of Facebook pages have taken it down because it was like they took it from one page and put it was all this weird stuff. It had 175 million views. Put it, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is 175 million more <laughs> than what I thought was going to happen when I was on an airplane. And so all of a sudden, and I'm scared to death. I'm going, <laughs> right. oh, no. Right. Everyone in Christian radio is going to think that I'm like the weird owl of Christian music. Like I'm trying to be like a parody artist and like I'm Tim Hawkins or like <laughs> trying to be a comedian, whatever. But what here's it again, Jesus happened. Right. One of those right, crazy right, right. things is all of a sudden, then when they started calling radio stations yeah. and saying like, hey, we want to bring a, we got a new artist named Micah Tyler. He's, he's, he's debuting a single, Never Been a Moment. And they're like, wait, is that the millennial guy? And they said, uh, and they were like, oh yeah. And they're like, Man, oh have you come gosh. on air and like talk about things? And you know how, as a new artist, you know how crazy that is. Because a lot of times you just go like go to lunch or you play a song in the conference room or whatever. But they're like, let me get on air and like tell my story, which is really crazy yes. for a new artist. And so, anyways, again, this is where the Lord talk has kind of opened some doors. But fun fact, I've never played that song live in my entire life because I, no, 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 no. I know you are. I, I know you are, and I'm sorry to bring it up because wild, I... crazy story. But like. Here's the deal. I also got death threats because of that song. Can you believe that? I had a guy send me a message and he said, Oh gosh. My one oh, hope gosh. in life is that one day you'll be dead. And I hope it's on fire. <laughs> I messaged him back. Oh. I just told him, I said, Hey bro, <laughs> that's your one joy in life. Are you okay? <laughs> and he just, he messaged back. He goes, yeah, it was just, you. are and you okay? I was like, Hey, I did it for a conference. And he goes, Oh, Oh, okay. Well, I listened to some of your other music. The Jesus stuff is kind of cool. And I was like, whoa. So all of a sudden I got to evangelize, which is fun. But 
No, no, no. I really wanted to get away from it at the beginning, but which now, is incredible. Like, hey, brings it up. It's it is a part of the story. It's it's a it's a really weird part of the story, but it's great. It's weird, but it's awesome because I feel like not only did you nail it on the head, like every single line is incredible, but I just want you to know yeah. that I I want you sure. to picture me, Baylor, new Christian artist walking down the streets of New Orleans. Had just yeah. I have just finished. I'm by myself. My husband's at a conference. And, I, and I'm listening with headphones into your song sure. with my yep. but, um, almond milk ice latte <laughs> in my left hand, my yoga pants uh, on, <laughs> and and just and just perfect. loving. And, oh, and I had just left a coffee shop, a bougie coffee shop, downtown New Orleans. And so I lost it. I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> and anyways, I just I'm so great. Oh, and by the way, if we ever do play a show together, we have to do that song together. We joke about how we used to sure. sit around and, and not work. Yeah. And it's like, Listen, get I, off your butt. It, it, really, there were a couple of lines in you that know? that were telling on myself so. as well. Like it, I think one of the reasons it wasn't so hard, I never had a man bun, but that I've been guilty of a few <laughs> of the different uh, things inside of there. So I, I had a closet full of participation trophies and ribbons growing up as well. So I, well, there's definitely, I, I've got a lot of my own DNA laced in that. Yeah, song. you did. Well, for anyone listening, <laughs> if you've made it this far, just be sure to Come A, on. watch that, but B, more importantly, listen to all of Micah's music and um gosh it's been such a pleasure Micah I cannot wait to hang out you already feel like such a big brother you've been so kind to me as this new baby artist um which yes. by the way yes also I forgot to bring this up we're on the same label which is awesome uh we're on the same label and we're both from Texas and it's just it's so cool to have um friends in the music industry um and fellow artists that like are so supportive like I'm not kidding you when I tell you you have been so kind to like welcome me in and i mean i already know that that's your personality now but it's just so encouraging as a new baby artist whenever i was a baby brand new artist walking into this whole thing the people who reached out and and, and spoke life into me and and understood where i was in that minute that has meant the world to me for the last five years of being an artist now on this label so i told that to fair yeah. trade a long time ago i was like hey send me new artists like let me know who they are because yep. i would love to make them feel like they're part of the crew right now and stuff like that and so hey the fun fact about you is that i heard your music probably yeah. eight nine months ago maybe even a year ago I, james was sending me jesus happened i was like who that's one of our little wow. games he'll send me a song and I, and I either have to ask him who is this or i have to guess something <laughs> or whatever but if i ask who is if i'm going now who is this that's like the biggest compliment because yeah. i want to know more about this person and you are a who is this person so but it's we're just getting oh. started baylor i'm looking forward to getting to know well, you more thank and you some shows and actually being in front of people and the whole thing and so hopefully hopefully uh the yes. thing is just the beginning we'll get to do some more stuff and hang out soon